You're listening to episode 280 of Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. My name's Dave, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Wayne, as we begin our look at the third season of the Netflix science fiction series, Travelers. Dude, it is good to be back. So have you finished the season? Uh, no. <laughs> I actually well, just watched the first episode because wow. I'm still... I'm I'm still like into uh, the Last Kingdom, you know. So okay, that's kind of where my head's at right now. So I'm I'm I think I have like the last two episodes of the Last Kingdom that they filmed. Uh, I'm I'll probably walk, kick knock those out tonight, and then I'll probably go and uh, go full swing into Travelers and watch the rest of season three. Okay, I did watch episode eight of Hill House, so I've at least seen that. I was a little disappointed that we didn't get more answers in episode eight, but uh, I took a few notes, but obviously that's several months down the road. And for you guys, if you want to contact us with some episode feedback or questions, you can do it via email at sci-fi-tv-rewatch at gmail.com. Go to the website if you want, leave a voicemail, record your own audio clip, send us the MP3 as an attachment, tweet us at sci-fi tv rewatch which nobody ever does but consider joining the facebook group and get into the discussions there all right um a little bit of news and i don't know if this ran across your news feed i found this fairly interesting and it's certainly apropos for sci-fi tv rewatch eliza dushku was paid over six million dollars by cbs to settle a sexual harassment claim resulting from her time on the hit series Bull. The accused? None other than Dark Angel's Logan Kale, a.k.a. Michael Weatherly. Really? Yeah. So Six mil. Damn. Yeah, it was like six point, I don't know, six point something. And, you know, I'm sure you can find the story out there. It, it mentions specifically what the accusations were and i guess you can make up your own mind on that but i certainly did find that interesting yeah, all right, right uh, now. <laughs> all right tip of the week you want to go first oh. you want me to go while you're looking yeah. that up <laughs> right. all right now my, my tip of the week uh, it's a, a little maybe out of the ordinary i guess for tips of the week and and some people might say well geez you throw that out there and then you don't give us any concrete destinations where we can pick one of those up but did you know that barbie has a doctor who barbie doll really yeah that's pretty cool i guess yeah now apparently they sell out everywhere even the mattel website says you know uh we're having problems come back later and that's been going on for weeks they cost around 50 bucks it's a pretty faithful uh representation of jodie whittaker and she's in her doctor who outfit she's got the uh, sonic screwdriver in her hand and it's pretty cool now i you know i don't know that i'm gonna pick one up but if you're into that sort of thing it certainly make a cool piece i mean i'm saying that and here i've got uh a action figure of fox Mulder and one of dana scully hanging yeah, right. wall in the studio as yeah, you know. i remember this yeah <laughs> so uh anyway doctor <laughs> who barbie doll check it out if that's something you might be interested in you know honestly i got i didn't really think of a pick of a week uh this week I, like i said i've just been uh pretty much watching the last kingdom and it's super awesome 
Uh, so, uh, you know, I know there's, but it's already my pick of the week. Wasn't it? I already made, I'm sure I already did. I don't know, but dude, we got plenty to talk about. So, uh, right. But I just wanted, so I I did look up the, uh, the New York times, uh, article about us and it's 9.5 million that they paid her, not 6 million. Okay. Apparently she was supposed to be on for like four years and they, they let her go. So after, you know, there was some confrontation between her and Michael Weatherly. So that's like what she would have been paid over the next four years. Right. So anyway, all right. Well, we are here to talk about Travelers Season 3, Episode 1, written by Brad Wright, directed by Eric McCormack, who also directed the Season 2 finale, 001. And as everybody knows at this point, it dropped on Netflix December 14th, 2018. And it's really different i mean we have the entire season at once and obviously as podcasters that really is challenging for us to try to keep up and of course we've made the decision to just not try just do one a week (laughs) stick to the the other hand the old way well yeah but on the other hand as a fan i think yeah and, and i thought it was a legitimate question to ask you had you seen the whole season i know elena messaged me with a couple comments and she just assumed i had seen the entire season as had she but (laughs) you know i i guess we all fall into two camps either you're a binger and you've already seen the whole thing or you know maybe just a few so i'll see how long i can hold out after uh we're done recording i'll probably take a peek at episode i I fully expect that by the time we do episode two i will have seen the whole season okay so um no and i actually liked when we uh oh when we're doing dark that we start doing the like the spoiler section at the end of each episode you know so that we can for the people who are you know taking it a week at a time and savoring it like a fine wine uh right but the problem part well, right, but we had the problem with Hill House in that I hadn't seen more than the episode we were about to talk about. With Dark, if you recall, we had already seen the entire right. season. Right. Well, that's what as, I'm saying. We both like watched the whole season, then yeah, then we so. got the spoiler section. But yeah, we can't have the spoiler section if one of us has not <laughs> yeah. seen the whole thing. So as, I guess as, we'll play as, it as by with Hill House, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll just see. We'll, we'll, we'll work it, you know. Like if we both end up watching the whole series, and we, we'll put in maybe a little spoiler section, and if not, deal. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Well, listen. A few things are established in this episode, and one thing I, I love the fact that they pick up right where they left off in the season two finale. I mean, it feels like a part two. Should they have gone for a time jump? And the interesting thing is they kind of did, but not really, if you know what I mean. And if, yeah. if you don't. Well, I mean, if, if you don't, then you need to go back and watch the episode and then listen to this because we're going to spoil the entire episode for you. Right. Because, you know, we find out that intelligence agencies were close to bringing down the Travelers Network anyway. So what do Mac and the others think about who's calling the shots at this point? And obviously the big reveal is that the director, 
has decided it's time to make contact with the authorities. Right. And at this point, the only authority we really know is the FBI and the director and is whether anybody outside of that room is aware of the traveler program. We don't know at this point. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. We don't know. I, I mean, I kind of think it's like just, you know, because something like that, you'd have to keep to a, a very small inner circle. Right. Cause the more people that are in the greater chance you get a leak, and the travelers know you're on to them, and that you know blows their quote unquote element of surprise that that they have here, which they blow anyway. So, but they don't blow it. I mean, they just you know agree to not destroy humanity. Well, right, and then we have those confessions that are out on the internet, and they've done their best to recall them. But as was mentioned, the general public doesn't believe this stuff anyway it's only the right. hardcore conspiracy nuts that hold any credence in well, in this. the fbi and, yeah right uh and, and you know we don't care about them anyway now we have a term primaries which applies to mclaren marcy carly trevor philip and grace and then secondaries Catherine, david jeff and ray and or the 21sters, I think they call them as well, right? Well, well, the, I, but I think there they're referring to like the other agents. I, but maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Because when Grace goes out to try to get a ride, I think that yeah. one agent says that's reserved for the 21sters. And I think you're right. He probably does. Uh, yeah, because well, they, uh, yeah, they take Jeff off on it, right? Right, right, right. That's true. Now, we don't know yet how and when the director from the future made contact with the FBI. So at this point, and, and I would certainly think we'll find out because we already see a little bit of a flashback in terms of how Agent Yates gets brought into the mix. But I love that initially there's some confusion over which director is being talked about. And we even have that one scene when Yates says something about the director oh i think you know which director i'm talking about right which it's funny because when she says that i thought i knew and i realized i didn't know yeah so so i i really think that was well done and when i go back to that first question i asked should they have done a time jump you know maybe a few months maybe even a year which would have been cool and from a narrative standpoint certainly would have been workable but i i like that they didn't do a chronological time jump but they did reveal something that has apparently been going on for a while this this recognition within at least the fbi that uh they're aware of the traveler program and you know we went through this in real life in, in 2001 with 9-11 and the fact that these different intelligence agencies were not sharing information so Let's hope 2018 they actually are sharing. So we assume the CIA, NSA are aware and, and have been read into this. But, you know, who knows? Um, yeah. We also get Deputy Oslin. Uh, I mentioned Director Stevens. So those three characters, I, I guess, are pretty much uh, foremost in, in this episode and, and assume that they'll be around for episode two. I'll tell you what I don't like. And, and let me ma maybe ask you. Okay. 
using the memory inhibitor as an escape route. If you right. Do you like that? It's almost like the show is admitting that it's a lame plot device because like it doesn't work on Jeff, right? And um and he has to use it multiple times on Cat. So I agree with you. I, think, I I don't think I like it that much. Um I think it was a fairly facile plot device and now they're starting to over they literally over and I, like I said even the show admits openly that they're overusing it as a plot device. So I'm hoping that they'll make it less. I think they have to because ultimately I think especially Grant is going to have to come to terms that if he keeps memory dosing cat then that like that's you know, that that's not going to make things better they can't have a relationship that is based on him wiping her memory every so often you know right. if that's right. what he's interested in which it seems like it is right i mean it's not quite a duzex machina uh approach but it's darn close now as you mentioned it, it certainly appears that cat and particularly jeff are remembering fragments and and i love the explanation for jeff oh it's because he's an alcoholic the the drug doesn't work it's like what the, they don't have alcohol yeah. in the future i guess <laughs> I, I i yeah okay f- fine dr marcy i'll i'll buy into that explanation but it does allow for some you know pretty interesting theories especially jeff who says i don't know who she is that's not my Carly. I don't want anything to do with her, which on the one hand is cool because, uh, and we'll get to this scene in a little bit. Could they make Jeff any more unlikable? Well, you know, that's funny. I, I, I mentioned that in my notes because like for a while there, like it seemed like he was kind of coming back and he was going to be okay. And then, but now he's definitely back to being like just a complete and total a-hole. You know, but yeah, you're right. Like they, they, they probably could make him more unlikable, but they really tried to make him as unlikable as they possibly could. Well, what really pushed me over the edge in this episode is not his anger at what has been done to him, because I totally get that. It's when he just cavalierly throws David under the bus, you know, as the guy sleeping with his client. It's like, right. You know, no, stop. Yeah. Well, and I would think not very cleverly um, bragging to McLaren how he remembers everything. Like, that's something that obviously these people are, are fairly dangerous, right? So sure. maybe keep that to yourself, you know? Right. Like, instead of, like, you know, throwing it in his face, which is only, you know, probably going to be bad for you. Yeah. Well, well, and then it brings up the question, how far will the travelers go to protect their mission? Uh, obviously, we have that protocol, don't take a life, don't save a life. But if it jeopardizes the grand plan, you have to wonder how far will they go? Because look, David, I don't care how much David remembers, he's not going to be a problem. Unless being no. a problem means he's eager to be part of the plan. Yeah, definitely David does not seem to be any kind of problem at all. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, at this but point... he does have co- a disturbing moral center. 
that you know that could be tough for the team at some point. Well, how do you mean? Well, he's just like he he's not someone to compromise or make deals. You know, he has a very strong sense of I don't want to say like self righteousness, but like you know when he knows what's right and wrong, and and he won't like really compromise with people. And so if he does remember, you know, they're not going to be able to like necessarily work with them so well. You know. Well, I and wonder. I, I don't know if I make myself. Well, I mean, it, then that that goes back to that fundamental question: Is it murder what the Traveler program is doing? And right. you know, if if I mean, yeah. obviously, David has not been overwritten, but you know, based on what you just said, he would have to make that compromise. That all right. You know, McLaren, everybody, you and your team, you killed the host so that you could take over their body. Now, of course, McLaren would say, well, no, 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 they were going to die anyway in the historical record. Yeah. And and there's our conundrum, you know, and I yeah. don't think there's an easy answer, which is, I guess, why it's so compelling. Right. Well, I, and I'm, I'm sure we talked about this. I mean, part of the conundrum being that you know, their purpose is to change the future. So who's to say that, you know, well, I, I guess because the future is shifting and whatever, the director still sends people back who are going to die according to the historical record. But just the fact that they can change that future puts a moral wrinkle in there, maybe, I think. Well, it does. But I again, I guess I feel that if David sits down with McLaren and Carly, uh, not Carly, uh, yeah. McLaren, not Trevor, Philip, and Marcy, and they explain in detail what's going on. Does David have the far, you know, I guess far range view? I mean, look, it's no different really than the environmental issues we're having now. I mean, are we interested in protecting the environment? for our children's children. Well, clearly and, not. And, 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 well, but that essentially would be the Traveler team's argument. And I got to right. believe David, in terms of you know making compromises, that would be something he could live with. You're, you're right. Like he, it's it's got to be something he's on board with, you know, that he, that he can um, justify morally in, in his worldview rather than, like I, like I said, like he, I don't think he's going to compromise and go against his basic, you know, what his basic beliefs as to what's right and wrong. But if they can convince him that, as you said, like what they're doing is right, then then yeah, then he'd probably go along with it. Right, because I think we know Jeff is not going to cooperate no matter what. That's no, why I, 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 you think he will? No, no, no. I was just, I was just oh. saying. Like I know I've, pro- I think. I feel like I've been calling for Jeff's head for a while now, but I just don't. Every season, I just don't see how that guy makes it out alive, you know. But uh, he's been hanging in there. But I think, especially if he's going to go directly against McLaren, that you know, he's he's someone that they'll they'll just kill him, you know. Yeah. Well, I think they almost have to. I mean, Catherine is a totally different story. Obviously, McLaren's developed feelings for her, but she recognizes that this man is not quite my husband, but he is. Once she finds out that he's really not, 
I, I can't see her wanting to stay. So right. uh, is he going to be able to convince her? Again, I, I find that fascinating, and I, I guess I feel like that's got to be something they address sooner rather than later. I really hope they don't let that just go for the entire season, that her remembering is not addressed. I mean, right. is she, will she remember the incident on the plane with the senator? I mean, I would certainly yeah. hope so. At, at some well, point. I, you know, I don't know if she's able to recover this. I mean, she might be able to, but you know, I think ultimately, like I said before, like for if if Grant is going to have a relationship, which you know, I kind of agree with Carly. Like, why is he pursuing this relationship? I know he's he's developed feelings for Cat, but he's kind of going a little bit off mission with regards to her. And so, uh, you know, but if, if he is to have any kind of relationship, it, it can't be based on a lie that he's going to have to, you know, dose her every so often. So she forgets things, well, see, especially I, I guess, now that she understands that there's a connection, but like she's, she's seeing a pattern here, you know, like, and it's not that, oh, I just drank too much. You know, she understands that she's, she's feeling that something is being done to her. You know. Right. Now, you've mentioned a couple times in the course of the podcast about him having to dose her more than once. And, and maybe I missed it, but I, I never really heard Marcy say that repeated dosing was part of the plan. And well, he maybe does I it. missed that. Oh, remember, oh okay. He, remember, because like she's she's like starts to remember things and he just pulls the needle out. Yeah, but that's in her mind. She's imagining that. Is she? Yeah, because then remember he walks uh, through the door. I, I yeah. thought I thought that actually happened, and then he just comes to the door because she, this is like, after, I, okay, that's quite possible. I got that wrong. Well, now, but uh, but she may be remembering that you're right, and that may be the one time he did it, and then he walks through the door. What I'm wondering, and we don't know at this point, will a repeated dose of the memory inhibitor help? Or is it going to be a situation, and I know it's different, but when McLaren was dying and he was able to access some bits and pieces of memories that his host still had. And I'm wondering if it's going to be a similar situation here that the memory inhibitor is maybe not 100% you know, going to be effective forever. I mean, we don't know. I guess we'll, I guess we'll find out, but and, well, and, know, I, it, another thing, honestly, I just thought of this is like the, the way the, the showrunners could keep actors and actresses on board. I mean, she could end up getting traveled into. Well, of right? course. And so this, yes. the actress still gets to stay on the show, but it's like, she's a completely different person. Right. So that's all, like, it seems like that's always a possibility that's in play, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I guess I like it. <laughs> I mean, it's one of yeah. those things. It, is it an easy plot device? Uh, yeah, but I, yeah. I guess I'll, I'll leave it up in the air for now. now so now you're saying I, you like it? I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not I, sure. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty, I think now I'm even more solidified. I don't like it. I, I prefer to see the characters like work stuff out. Exactly. Than just, exactly. Know, give them a memory shot and it's all gone like it just seems too easy you know right the 21sters i mean that's the compelling aspect of the show or could be is the 21sters like cat 
having to come to terms with what's really going on and right. the fact that you are one of the few people that know what's going on because the vast majority of the general public worldwide has no clue. Right. Uh, one of the things I wanted to, to talk about character by character is how each of them reacts to what's happened. And, and obviously we've talked a little bit about David already and Jeff as well. Catherine at this point just seems a little bit shaken. You know, she lets McLaren know, as you said, that uh, I really feel like it's something more than just heavy drinking. Yeah. And I, I think if anybody is going to be read into the reality of what's going on and says, I don't want anything to do with it, I'm out of here, I think it would be her. And, and, and again, I would understand. But having said that, it was future technology that allowed her to carry her pregnancy through as far as she did. And we already know she has difficulty with pregnancies. So is this something that could perhaps be a bartering chip, if if you will? Again, I mean, Mm. McLaren's falling in love with her, um, which then leads me to Carly, who, what the hell's up with her? Well, I think she's still, I mean, remember, like, she and Grant were a thing. Okay. Okay. Before. So is it, do we chalk it up merely as jealousy, you know? Because we haven't heard about that for right. a yeah. whole season, at least. Yeah, good point. But, you know, maybe they're bringing that back. If if not, then the other thing, obviously, is, I mean, she's a warrior, right? And, and sure. she's the one who's dedicated to the mission. And she sees Grant's infatuation, adoration, whatever, of Cat to be something that is interfering with with their mission sure um and she's and, and i get that not entirely that, wrong in that assessment no. right yeah exactly and and trevor if you recall when he saved grace from getting overwritten and of course she got overwritten anyway right. but but still and we had that scene last season well who among us hasn't broken protocol carly would probably be the one that's the least guilty i would say from what i recall so if that's all it is i understand if it's jealousy over their past relationship then i i think you just have to kind of get over it i mean i i i don't know what else to say i mean and you think my god everything that person's going through why why would you think they wouldn't try to form a, a close relationship so while i know it's not the same I mean, they are in a pretty dangerous situations here. Why would McLaren not develop feelings for Catherine? I mean, well, he's because he's, he's got, not he's got to, to. Li- Well, he's got to live, but that's his life, right? I forget what the protocol right. number is. Yeah, but it's one of the protocols. Yeah, live. I your think host's it's up towards life. the top. Yeah, so, true. But you know. I, I, I probably like the addendum to that protocol is you know, but not at the expense of the mission. Now. Simon is one of those characters. You know, I know I said could they make Jeff any more unlikable. I don't know what to think about Simon. And right. we we talked about earlier why did the director 
send a consciousness into a schizophrenic host. And apparently the director does it again, 5039 or whatever it is. I know it's 5,000 something sends this consciousness into Simon's damaged body. So we've got the host bodies the same, but the consciousness is different. And I'm like, what the hell is with the lack of personality? It's like, this guy's as obnoxious as Grace used to be. Yeah, right, right. Well, it seems like he's, you know, like Grace is, you know, someone more comfortable with a computer keyboard than another human being, you know. Well, I guess. And then... (laughs) Uh, you know, we get to gr- we'll hold off on Grace for a minute because yeah. um, we get that scene where he's taken out to the railroad tracks. And I, again, I guess he's supposed to get hit by the train, but the director sends 5039. And, but, but yeah, I, that, that I, whole I, thing is kind of weird and, and confusing because it's like Vincent is the one or – you know, do we do we call him her doctor? What what's her name again? Perot. Perot, right? Um, or is that Ilsa talking to? I don't. Well, I, I mean, okay. First of all, Vincent Ingram, the consciousness that's Vincent Ingram, as you said, now inhabits Doctor Katrina Perot's body. So when that consciousness is talking, we hear Amanda Tapping's voice at this point. And she's raising his son under the guise that dad had to go away for a while. So obviously we know that Vincent is still raising his own son. It's just that the kid doesn't actually know that. But yeah. So yeah. yeah. So, so it's like, you know, I guess Vincent slash Dr. Perot, whose people are taking Simon out to the tracks, but then, the director sends this new guy into it. I'm, I'm very confused about that part. Well, 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 right. So does Vincent know that the director will overwrite Simon's host or does he take Simon's host body out there to be killed? And it seems like out a very equation? dramatic way to kill someone. Well, it does. Uh, is Vincent, doing something remotely because we haven't talked about the device that was built last season, multi-use, multi-transfer that seemingly is still in play. Although I don't know that we know where the device is at this point. So I don't know. Like you said, that, that was a little confusing, but why don't we move on to the introduction of agent Joanne Yates and the new FBI, if you will, because, uh, you know, we'd been seeing the FBI through, uh, Grant McLaren's eyes, agent Wakefield's eyes, AKA Steven Lobo. Uh, obviously we, we know that a good portion of the FBI office at which McLaren worked is now travelers, but we're introduced to, to Yates and we get that scene where she tells the FBI director and others, I don't know what to call that room. I'll call it the war room with the big board. It takes me back to like uh, Dr. Strangelove. Yeah. I'll go see the big board. Yeah. (laughs) That the FBI has been infiltrated by travelers. And, and so as a viewer, we're, we're scrambling to get our bearings over what the heck is going on here. Yes. And it, it doesn't take us too long to figure out, Oh, okay. So, they know, but 
but wait, you know, our our traveling team that just happened to them. So so that's when we start, you know, fitting the pieces of the puzzle together that this awareness of the traveler program has been in play for quite a while with the FBI. I mean, we don't know weeks, months, whatever, but uh, for a while. Right. Right. So, yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, I, I think it, it was kind of cool. Like, I don't know. Like you said about how they start, like just right from where they left off and whether they should have had a time jump. And, you know, just for me personally, I kind of like the time jump because it gives me a chance to reset um, like I didn't have a chance to go back and watch the last episode of season two. So the, especially the first like 10, 15 minutes, I was just like trying to remember stuff from last season and, and just kind of being, uh, generally in a state of confusion. But I think even if I had gone back and watched it, you know, they, they just keep you guessing and by bringing in this, you know, the FBI at this point and, um, you know, the, you know, here's the director. Well, you know what director I'm talking about. Like, I don't know what director you're talking about. And so I, I think it was actually, well, generally I'm not necessarily a huge fan of picking up directly from they, where they left off the previous season. Um, I think the way they handled this was to keep us kind of guessing and confused. And, but by the end to have provided the answers and resolution to the things we we're confused about before. Okay. Are, are you up to date on Vikings? Uh, I'm not. Okay. Because there's going to be a, you know, the end of a particular episode, the next one picks up right where you left off. And it's like, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, oh, it picks up, the new season picks up right where they left off last season or? Oh, you're not even into this season. No. I haven't started it yet. No. Okay. All right. Well, what you know we figure all that out about who which director are they talking about and, and just as we get our bearings we find out that the fbi is planning some kind of worldwide assault on traveler teams and right. yates is trying to get director stevens to call it off as he says how is it that you're aware of this operation of which you should have zero knowledge yeah exactly <laughs> That's what Yates should be saying. Yeah, exactly. How do I know all this? Right. Right? And, uh, yeah. And we, we get that information through a series of flashbacks with her, which, uh, yeah, I guess we're okay. I, you know, I'm not sure what I think about Ilsa and Dr. Teslia. I, I did like the thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, the director gave me your number. Oh, which director? <laughs> yeah. The one from the future. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, one of the questions on the Facebook group, I forget who posted it, was how did the director cure Stephen's daughter? And I guess I just figured that a traveler went into her room surreptitiously and, and inserted nanites into her IV and voila, next day she was jumping on the bed. Right. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably exactly what happened. Right. And, and But... The AI director wants her to tell her superiors to cancel the worldwide assault or face end-of-the-world consequences. Is that hyperbole, do you think? I mean, is that you know, this is what will happen if you don't clean up the environment? If you don't, Right. Well, here, I mean, threat? here's the thing. Like, we just still don't know... 
you know, really what to think of the as the travelers aren't sure what to think of the director, whether they hundred percent trust the director or not. <laughs> well, right, Stevens yeah. or the AI? Uh, the 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 a the director in the future. Okay. Um. I, I, so so you know it's, it's a, we've as long as we've been talking about this show we've questioned the director's agenda right is this actually making things better for humans in the future or not because even the things that the team seems to change it makes no it doesn't make things better it makes them worse you know i i, you know, I think this part of it is is this just this general questioning of what the the director in the future is what his her intentions are yeah it's and intentions are. And, and, and that leads into that whole idea of trust and at this point yates doesn't know whether her superiors are travelers he even questions whether she's a traveler as he says how would we know and it raises that question are we going to go down that road at least partly thematically that we don't know who to trust i mean is your neighbor a communist is your right. neighbor a traveler right. if you think your neighbor's a traveler call this number at the end i mean are we going to go down that route I, I hope not and i don't think so i think it's at least through season three i would i would think that we're going to operate under the assumption that that the vast majority of the general public has no idea what's well, going on well, right and it's just so far-fetched of a story for the general public to swallow anyway that you know like who would ever believe such a thing right yeah, you know, right, there's but, but no now, evidence. Like your you know, your neighbor is just your neighbor. You know, like if they, maybe they do weird things. Maybe they've been acting differently. But for all you can tell, there's there's no empirical way. Just like the FBI, they're facing that. There's there's no empirical way that they can prove a person is a traveler or not. When he says to to um, Yates, you know, how do I know you're not a traveler? It's like, yeah, you don't. You know? Right, but but then we go back to the fact that his daughter was miraculously cured. Does he know about the programmed nanites? I, I I would think maybe he does. I would think that would be a piece of information that the director would share. As but, you know, well, a, a remember sign he of, thought it was an act of God before, though. You know, well he did. So he, that's he, true. So he wouldn't well, that's necessarily true, and I, know about the nanites. Well, that's a good point because that was part of the message. The deal he made was not with his God; it was with me. Right, right. right. So, so the, yeah. So, I, I guess, aside from the little things like you know, tomorrow a plane's going to crash and thirty-eight people are going to survive, and you know, then next day you see the person with the newspaper. How did you know? Well, I'm from the future. It's part of the historical record. I mean, right. that only goes so far. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. But, I mean, obviously they're setting us up for, you know, there's got to be some sort of a confrontation between Stevens and his people and travelers in the flesh, if you will. Well, you know, ostensibly they're, they're supposed to be working on compromise at this point. But certainly, um, you know, all compromise, I guess, stems from conflict, so. Right, and the FBI authorities—I forget whether it's Stevens or uh, uh, the the other woman—I forget what her name is. I got it in my notes. Deputy Oslin. 
they see what the travelers are doing as murder. So it's going to be up to either the director or McLaren. And look, we got to believe this is a show about McLaren and his team, that it's going to be them that meet with Stevens and Oslin and, and, you know, work all of this out. Sure. And that's going to be the first thing they've got to work on that. It's not murder. Here's how these hosts were chosen. Is that going to be convincing enough? I don't know. The where's and the why's and wherefores of it, uh, probably you're on board with all that as well. Now, now the other half of the episode, if you will, is about the debrief of the secondaries. And and we've talked a lot about that already. Uh, We didn't talk about Philip and Ray. And I guess on the one hand, you know, Trevor mentions that he's glad that they took Grace as someone close to him rather than his parents, which was sort of ironic. And as it turns out, perhaps fortuitous. Uh, She's like, that's the, that's the second nicest thing anyone's ever said (laughs) to me. But uh, (laughs) the cover story that Ray blacked out while drinking after celebrating, paying off an angry bookie. I kind of like that. I mean, look, I, I mean, we love that actor anyway. And yeah. the character Ian Tracy, yeah, Ian Tracy, and 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 his character is is good enough that I, I would like to see more of him. I don't know that we will. Who knows? But Trevor and he's great. He's great. Uh, like uh, you know, comic relief. You know, for the most well, part. Well, he is. Ian Tracy's a, a great actor, and he's very very well, funny. He's such a Canadian. I love it. Um, what I love here is Ray is just like, all right, sweet. Well, well, uh, you know, like everyone else is questioning, and he's just like, nice. Well, but did you catch? He says, you know, to be fair, you tried to tell me when we first met, right? When he yeah. gave him, you know, the winners, and he asks him, well, how'd you right. know? He goes, I'm a time traveler from the future. From the future. Okay, fine. You don't want to yeah. tell me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. But uh, oh, let's see what else. Oh, oh, you know, the whole idea that that the director is infallible or not. Right. Is something that that keeps coming up. And they they've made use of the fact that why, why did the director send a consciousness into Marcy's body, the body of a. Uh, intellectually challenged young woman well we learned that uh, the director had faulty information and that the director can only make its choices and decisions based on the best information so there are going to be mistakes yeah but i think even in the future like i mean she based that off a facebook page (laughs) like we know now not to do that right like come on director (laughs) yeah so anyway So the director's operating based on fake news. Right. They gave it the three <laughs> thumbs up emojis. There you go. Um, now, yeah, we, we talked a little bit about David and his reaction and how I think he's more likely to you know, be accepting. And, and during his debrief, I love that scene where he figures, you know, I'm going to have to learn to man up if I'm going to be able to hang with Marcy because he still thinks she's an yeah. FBI doctor. Right. Yeah. And then that that reaction, I've never been so calm in my life. It's it's almost as if he feels a sense of relief that he's been read into the big picture 
such as it is at this point. I mean, we, we know it's not the total real big picture, but, um, you know, yeah. we'll see. But the other thing that I did like that probably should have mentioned it at the beginning of the discussion, but we've kind of been all over the place here, is early on, at least for me, I wasn't sure if there was a third traveler group. I mean, we, we've got the travelers loyal to the director. We know that there are travelers who are part of the faction. So I started wondering... Though what, I thought they mostly got wiped out, though, Well, well yeah, but once we were at the FBI, and, and obviously FBI Director Stevens is aware of travelers, I'm starting to think, well, is he a traveler? Well, yeah, again, we, we learn early on that he's not. But I like that there was that confusion just for a little while. So... Um, yeah. Well, the, the, yeah, like they don't... Like McLaren's group, they assume it's the faction coming for him. Exactly. Um, until... Um, What's Stephen Lobo's dude's name? Wakefield. Again? Wakefield. You know, all of a sudden, when Wakefield realizes that they're not responding to his orders, you know, now they realize, oh, it's not the faction. This is the U.S. government is on to us. Like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, we didn't expect that to happen. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then the scene with Wakefield when uh, Trevor makes lunch or dinner or whatever it is and everybody hates it wakefield can i i'm really hungry he said oh my god this is great what spice is that all of them <laughs> all of them yeah oh yeah that's good i was wondering like what they're because you know obviously trevor thinks it's good and wakefield thinks it's good so like what's the deal there like what does that mean yeah i mean i, I guess it's, it's a nice chance for a good joke but it feels like there's more to well, it. Well, right, there. because that's been sort of a running joke throughout the show that Grace and Trevor both think cafe- school, high school cafeteria food is amazing. And right. uh, Grace, when she's in the hospital, the hospital food is amazing. So, yeah, yeah. you would think maybe they're used to eating stuff that is incredibly bland so well, even like you know Simon, he's like this water is amazing, yeah. you know, just like everything. Kind of like reminds me of was in Continuum with the horse, yeah. right? When Kira sees the horse and she's like, "I've never seen a horse before." It's like, ah, yeah. So, all right. Uh, anything else uh, you want to bring up that we haven't talked about? Oh, oh, oh we just didn't really talk about the uh, the Grace Trevor romance dynamic here. Oh, good point. Yeah, and and. I, I don't know how I forgot that. I mean, where did that come from? I don't either. That's that's a, uh, because well, well, because the grace I, that we knew before, the grace the O two seven, was really kind of a an unpleasant human being, and suddenly right. it's like she's a different person, and, and I start thinking, all right, did I miss something? Did she get overwritten again? Well, no. So now there's that that sexual tension on both their ends. <laughs> Philip, he's probably yeah. uh, rethinking. Maybe I shouldn't have broken up with Renee after all. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's going to be fun to watch. I, I I think, and and hopefully they won't go to that well too often. But it'll be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, I, I think they they clearly did it mostly for humor. 
um, in the but you know also there there are like there are people who were very very old and now they're in much younger bodies like you know what would you do like let's let's take this baby out for a ride <laughs> well and and you know. that's what she says and uh, I'm not sure I mean obviously there's something between the two of them that's residual from their time in the future. So whether they hated each other in the future, and I don't care if your body's attractive and young and all that, I don't want anything to do with you. But anyway, anything else? Uh, I think that was it then. Okay, cool. Um, Except that they had a really, really good, like previously on bit. Did you watch the, uh, the opening part? You know what? I don't remember, to tell you the truth. I love a good previously on bit, you know, like, uh, I know I, I talked about the last kingdom and I, I apologize. I'll, I'll stop. But, uh, you know, they, they do one for every episode. That's really good. That's what also I loved about 24 is you could watch an episode of 24. And even if you like maybe missed a week, you could basically figure out what happened because their previously on 24 bit was so awesome, you know? Cool. So. All right, well, why don't we leave it there, and we'll take a listen to Fred's feedback for this week, and then we'll come back. Hello, Dave and Wayne. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for Travelers Season 3, Episode 1. I really enjoy that this series is back again. I wasn't completely expecting that it was an all-at-once release, but it is, and it's on Netflix here in the Netherlands as well. And I was actually a little bit worried because I thought it would be aired on Friday and then I would have trouble to get my feedback in for your Sunday deadline because it's always uh, one day later than in the U.S. over here. So it would be available on Saturday. So it would be a bit tricky. But just for this first episode, I had a little trouble uh, to get my feedback all done So I have watched the episode just once and I really have to watch it a second time to give proper feedback. So I won't have a lot of feedback for this first episode. I do like to see Grace back with her charming attitude again. I'm still wondering a little bit about the role of the FBI director and that agent Joanne Yates. I wonder if we will see her for more episodes. I deliberately didn't look at the IMDb because with the all-at-once release, of course, you probably can see there uh, how many episodes she will be in and what, 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 yeah, what her role is, especially the director's role. It's a bit unclear to me. Is he, is he against the travelers? Is he in favor of the, of the traveler? I have no idea. And I really have to rewatch this episode to perhaps get a more clear idea about that. And another thing is, of course, the role of Simon here. Nice trick to keep his body available uh, so that this actor can stay in the series after he was killed off just uh, a few seconds before he would be ran over by a train. I have two questions, one more for Wayne and one more for Dave. For Wayne, I want to go back to the hunting of Hill House. Imagine, Wayne, I'm sitting here in my chair and I'm thinking of my own death in 20 years when I drive with my car into one of the Dutch canals and I see my own death. And in five years, I think of that again. 
and in five years again. Then, at the age of 77, driving into the canal and I'm drowning, I just think back of these times I thought of that. What would that be? Supernatural or a premonition? I'm more psychological. Okay, the second question is for Dave. Dave, did you immediately recognize the house the travelers were in? It's actually the same house that is used in the series Continuum, of which you did deliberate podcast about, together with Mike. I will post some pictures of that on the Facebook page. Rise up, citizens. The revolution is at hand. No, seriously, the, the revolution is at hand. For real. We're here in Dr. Walter Bishop's Harvard lab trying to stay one step ahead of Liberate's assassins. Yeah, that's right. We got kicked out. That's fine and everything, but how do I know you're this universe's Dave? A leap of faith, Mike. A leap of faith. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us for this episode of Liberate, a continuum podcast with Mike and Dave. Uh, we're here to talk about this week's episode, Family Time, episode nine. Just apart from this barn and house, there is more overlap between continuum and travelers. For instance, Grace who is played by Jennifer Spence, is, for instance, Betty in Continuum. And Agent Wakefield, played by Stephen Lobo, is, for instance, Kellogg in The Continuum. Researching this didn't make my time planning for rewatching Travelers Episode 1 any better. But if I see these kinds of things and they remember me of something and I think that could be this or this could be that, I just cannot leave that alone, and I'm going to look and search and looking if I'm right. Sorry, guys, I'm just a crossover weirdo. I really can't help it. Okay, that was all. Greetings. All the best. Fred from the Netherlands. All right, Fred. Well, I'm glad you managed to get your feedback in. And obviously, as I said earlier, Netflix full season drops are a challenge for viewers and podcasters alike. But, you know, hopefully Mm -hmm. uh, you'll be able to get them in and, you know, kind of get them piled up and ready to go and and give yourself a little break and go watch something else, knowing that you got your feedback already ready. Um, Yeah, he, he mentions Grace. Again, I'm not sure what to attribute the change i mean she went through that trial at the church and and was exonerated by the director and uh, you know I, I i don't know what the change is but but he also mentions all the continuum connections and i guess as we've said all along there's probably even more stargate franchise connection due to brad wright's involvement i mean you got amanda tapping patrick yep. gilmore who plays david uh, director Andy Makita, Riley Dolman, Jennifer Spence, who obviously was in both. But uh, yeah, and again, there's this cadre of actors that seem to show up in all sorts of genre shows because, as we've said many times, I'm sure everybody knows that the majority of these shows are filmed in Canada. So, you know, you know outside of the lead actor now and then being an American, uh, for the most part, they're, they're Canadians. Now, he mentions Agent Yates, and I'm pretty convinced that she's going to be an integral part of season three. I mean, I don't know. I've only seen episode one, but it would certainly be a shame based on what we see in this episode. 
the role of the two directors should be pretty interesting, though, as Fred kind of alludes as, yeah. as the uh, Stevens. I mean, we don't know whether he's confronted the machine yet, the AI yet or not. I guess not. Right. Well, yeah, and it seems like uh, that Yates is going to be the liaison uh, between, you know, you get how I did that, like from Fringe. Yes. Yeah. I do. Um, between uh, Ilsa and the FBI, right? So, yeah, um, yeah because the, uh, I forget what the guy's name is, uh, Teslia. <laughs> okay. I guess couldn't be too much more obvious there. Yeah, the a little choice. bit, maybe. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm not sure why those guys always have to be on the fringe of uh oh did you see what i did there yeah i did i okay. like it <laughs> um but anyway um you know fred brings up simon and the actor that plays him chad Krochuk. uh i'm neither a fan of simon or the actor so i'll just leave it leave it there and then fred brings up haunting of hill house and you know he he lays out a challenge to you he, he has that little story supernatural or psychological yeah. so uh how, so, how do you defend yourself okay well I, I i don't really feel like i need to defend myself at all here i think fred i i i don't think your example is quite the same i mean don't get me wrong buddy i i, I appreciate the the exchange of thoughts here for a, especially a six-year-old girl to i mean do you think she's supposing that she's going to die by hanging herself I, I just don't see it like that i mean i 100 percent believe this is a supernatural thing um that she haunted herself through her whole life uh which i think is different than just you know whimsically Im- imagining how you might die and then ironically die but of course you know you might i don't know it, I mean, it's a little bit morbid thought, but we probably, when we think about how we're going to die, I can imagine a million ways um, and everything. So I think this is a very specific thing, and and clearly it's uh, supernatural. But you know, like I, I, as I said, you know, I like the combination of because I think there is the psychology is not important. Like un, I'm sorry, it's not unimportant. I think there there is a strong psychological element, but I, I think clearly. Um, what we saw with Nellie was was a supernatural thing. And yeah. that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Uh, now, I got the easy question, if you will, uh, about whether or not I noticed that the house was the same house that we see in Continuum. And Fred has some amazing side-by-side comparisons that he posted in the Facebook group. Yeah. Definitely check them out. It is so cool. Uh, I believe that's yeah. the Sadler family farmhouse, if I recall correctly. And, uh, of course, this is Ellis's farm from last season. Yeah. So, no, Fred, I didn't notice. I don't know how the hell you notice these things, Fred. That, but that's, my, a, that, that, that's a heck of a catch there. But, yeah. So, uh, all I can say is keep it up because uh, it's, it's so much fun to, to notice these things. I mean, I catch the actors – Oh, you know, he or she was in that show or this show. I get those things, but those are the easy ones. It's it's the the really detailed yeah. stuff. So uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. that's that that's that's upper level stuff there, Fred. Well done. Yep. So all right. Well, I guess that's all I've got. Uh, anything that occurred to you in the uh, interim that you want to throw out? Last chance? Mm, nope. Okay. All right. Um, I'm gonna go with an A minus on this one. 
I mean, I felt it was a, a strong premiere. Yeah. You know, there were some. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, as I said, I'm sorry. I keep going, Dave. No, I mean, I was going to say, for me, the memory inhibitor plot device keeps it from getting a full-on A. And I mean, and that's not the only thing, but yeah, that, that certainly is problematic for me. But, um, you know, I still think an A- minus is a good grade, so. Yeah, it's, uh, it's solid. It's still an A, you know, lower end A, but an A nonetheless. Uh, I was in the A-B+, minus plus, uh, range, and, uh, you know, again, after talking out most of the time, um, especially when you th- thought it was pretty good. I, so I'll, I'll go with the uh, the A minus ten B. I don't want to. I always have a problem handing out an A right away. But yeah, the the memory inhibitor bit. I I wasn't loving the let's start right from exactly where last season left off um, deal. So uh, you know, but uh, but still, always travelers always going to turn in a solid effort. Yeah, and I mean, you know, little things like Jeff, I, I get his anger. Uh, David, his his reaction makes sense. Catherine, I mean, all of those things make sense. I've got a little bit of a problem with Grace's sudden transformation. I like it, but where did it come from? Yeah. And maybe we'll get an explanation right. later. But uh, all right, so we'll go with an A-, minus, which, as you said, is, is a pretty good grade. Um, the, the one thing that, I wanted to bring up with you. Did you notice that there was more cursing in this one than? Oh yeah. See now, oh, they're just uh, flat out dropping the f bombs too. uh, Okay, but I rewatched season one and two, you know, uh, like a month or so ago on Netflix, and I I swear they were dropping f bombs there as well. Now. I mean, I, I know that they often have different versions, um, uh-huh. you know, just like they do for films. They've got the version they can air on TV and then the version. So I don't know. Um, I mean, I certainly didn't notice it enough that it detracts. I mean, I'm, you know. No, it, it did detract, but I, I watching it, I, I did think to myself, it seems like they, you know, like, oh, maybe now that they're on Netflix, they're, you know, they're opening up with the cursing a lot more because to me it seemed like the, I mean I didn't care I don't, I'm not offended by it or anything I'm just but I did think as I'm watching it that uh, that it seemed like there was more cursing <laughs> alright well I, I better stop there before I <laughs> really <laughs> stay slow alright well anyway well that's going to do it for this episode of Sci-Fi TV Rewatch we want to thank you for joining us love to hear what you think about Travelers haunting of hill house which we're not going to totally abandon we'll come back to it anything else going on in genre tv encourage you to join the facebook group share your thoughts with the sci-fi tv rewatch community and if nothing else check out fred's cool side-by-side screen caps if you're already a member spread the word emails to sci-fi tv rewatch at gmail.com or voicemails via the speak pipe tab which you can access through the website And we'll be back next week to take a look at Season 3, Episode 2 of Netflix time travel series, Travelers. But until then... You know, I actually meant to put this warning out at the beginning of the episode. I feel kind of bad. I should have said it. But just everyone, please continue listening because you'll probably experience a psychotic episode in the next 24 hours.